Hey, it's Brad Parker, Crystal Palace fan, and you are listening to the Drunkard United Football Show. It's a parade. Why, yes, we are a parade, Sammy. I am back from my cruise, fully recharged, feeling good. All right. Wasn't aware that I was such a tyrant. <laughs> you know, Sammy, uh, I think about it, and I know that uh, you had Festivus, but I had Festivus too, because my friend, it was a feat of strength to listen to both those train wrecks. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am the tyrant Sam Houston and across the way from me is my indentured servant <laughs> Samuel Graham. Oh, fuck off. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well and I was mainly just sticking up for my main, my main lady Mel over there. All I know is I have job security. <laughs> why, 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 yes, you do. This show runs on Mel. Uh, this show also runs on a mute button that you're about to hit. See, under my regime. You know what? I think Russ broke the mute button, too. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I broke the mute button. I'm a revolutionary. I'm like Che Guerrero, okay? Um, I think I'm about to break your fucking microphone, so let's find that <laughs> mute button right quick. I don't know. While he's raging... Can you find some Rage Against the Machine to play us out? Because it's a fucking it's a revolution, my friend. Oh, my goodness. They say I look like Zach De La Roca. You know why he's so sassy? Why? He's back from vacation, he's tan, and it's his birthday. That's right. And his uh, his nails are still did. Yeah, my nails are still did. And it's not my birthday yet. It's uh, New Year's Eve tomorrow. Well, that is today. Well, th- right. Uh, well, the magic well, that's of radio. Right. The magic of radio. <laughs> Hello, it's currently my birthday. Behind the curtain, we recorded on Monday night. <laughs> like I said earlier, the show runs on Mel. <laughs> and now this show runs on a mute button. Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck me, Christ. Sorry, Russ. We are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. And you can check us out on all podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and most importantly, share with all your footballing friends. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Absolutely. On all the social medias, we are at DU Football Show and then DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. We also have a Patreon, ladies and gents, so sign up for that. Um, you have access to extras uh, called Injury Time, which is a show we release every week previewing the next week, um, and occasionally other stuff that we do. Our we mic also check. do, yeah, mic checks, uh, sound check. Um, we also do personalized videos if you have the right tier level about your club uh, once a month to let you know the state of what's going on there, uh, what we think about it. Um, but you can find us there at www.patreon.com backslash Show. I have a new country shout out. All right. So Afghanistan has become a regular listener every week. We have mm-hmm. a new country that has three downloads average a week. Norway. Hey. Oh, hi, Liverpool <laughs> supporters. <laughs> and uh, real quick. Um, hey, Sam. Yes. Just want to let you know. Rob, that is how a professional does it when they need to shout out what the uh, <laughs> socials are there. Myself and Sam both work in the wine and spirit industry and both uh, have a deep, passionate love for all do- things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every <laughs> single show. Samuel Graham, what are we sipping on Real tonight? Real quick, to be fair, this is the only part of the show that's somewhat scripted. And I didn't write it into the script, so he was reading the paper, and there was nothing for him to say. Oh, so the drunk my Uber, fault. so the yeah. drunk Uber passenger <laughs> is a shitty bus driver. Correct. Thank you for confirming it's that. It's my fault. Go right ahead. Sure. So tonight we're drinking Dalweenie's uh, Winter's Frost. Vindication for um, everything. 
Comes in at 86 proof. This is part of the Game of Thrones collection from Diageo. Uh, it's a non-age statement Highland whiskey. Um, on the tin uh, for this one, they have House Stark. Uh, they've chosen Dalwini and paired it with House Stark because uh, it's a Highland, and Stark was the most northern house uh, in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they recommend putting it in the freezer and serving it chilled, which is sacrilege, so we Could didn't do it. Could not fucking do it. Nope. Uh, do pour it over ice. Do not put it in the fucking freezer. Uh, $39.99 to $44.99 on the shelf, this one. Uh, You know what? Good scotch for um, beginner scotch drinkers. This is really light, really soft, easy drinking, very sweet. Um, And if you're still in high school, put it in the fucking freezer. (laughs) We do not not condone (laughs) underage drinking. Thank you very much. And uh, what else do we do, Sam? We always drink responsibly. Holy shit. I set them up. You knock them down. I love it. That's what I'm saying. All right, kids. Let's have a good show. I forgot we did that. <laughs> did you gla- do it while we were gone? I did. Okay. I set my glass down, though. <laughs> Last week, I had to do it to myself because neither of those idiots raised their glass. Oh, very so good. So I cheers the bottle of Malort into the microphone. <laughs> All right. So typically, whenever we have midweek and uh, weekend, we break it down by you know the midweek games and then the weekend games. Um, but uh, frankly, it's more about the collective stories that happened over the Boxing Day and and holiday weekend, that's more about kind of jumbling it all together because I I feel like there's three really kind of major stories. Well, one story is more major to you and I, but there's three major stories. Well, be honest. Because of the, the recent impeachment and all the politics <laughs> in the news, it's all about narrative. That's what we're trying to push here. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about narrative. <laughs> then all the Liverpool fans, I'm sure, are saying Houston pushes fake news. <laughs> um, so uh, the biggest one is the league may not be may have been actually finally for once decided in December. A league that's never decided in December. No. But uh even when people wrap it up early, never in December. Right. And it looks like Liverpool can't be stopped. Liverpool four, Leicester nil, Wolves three, City two, Liverpool one, Wolves nil, Man City two, Sheffield nil nil. Um Reds flat out, they're on cruise control, man. Oh yeah. Nothing could stop them. I I know it was a dumb bet last week picking Leicester to beat Liverpool, but I figured I might as well put my money where my mouth is because I was honestly, really legitimately convinced there was going to be a game that Liverpool was going to lose. It was at the King Power to the Foxes. Now, the Especially game, as close as they pushed them at Anfield. <clears throat> right, and that game was a lot closer until goal number two happened. The minute goal number two happened... Oh, all the wheels came off. Wheels came off. <laughs> Absolutely. But, and the goal number two wasn't until the 70th minute. So up right. to that point... It was a tough fucking match. Well, that being said, though, um, Lester didn't register a shot on target the entire match. Allison no. had nothing to do. No. Um, I agree. They only had three shots overall, uh, just in general. Uh, Liverpool took 15 overall with six shots on target, scored with fucking four of them. That's ruthless. Yeah. That is absolutely ruthless. Uh, they also had almost 60% possession. And this was the one we were worried about, them coming back f- traveling from Qatar. Yeah. With those two extra games. Took their entire first team with them. And they didn't even have their fancy little uh, patch on their chest yet. That They saved that till home. Correct. Yeah. 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 I just threw the wheels off the bus <laughs> on that one, just, much like Lester. Such shade. Speaking of Lester, can you believe we met in the same pool in the same hour? Not one, but two gents from Lester. Really? Do you yep. take some cards with you? 
I did. I handed hey, them out. So hopefully, hopefully. Pool, <laughs> uh, well, hey, listen to my show. Well, no, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> if there was anybody on the cruise who I did happen to give a card to, um, particularly uh, Andy, who Andy was, was very was trying to definitely remember the name of the show and everything. Very funny gent from Lester. And if uh, Andy, you're checking us out, reach out to us on social so we know that you uh, listened. Yeah. So cruise do that. buddies. <laughs> um. For one versus two clash, those statistics I mentioned, that's total domination. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's it, it really fell apart again, as you said, uh, in seven second half minutes um, where Liverpool scored three. Uh, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, for me, solidified his place as the best right back in world football, period. Yeah. He's I, the it's... best right back in the world. He completely dominated this game almost by himself. Well, and then his fourth goal that run down the line, Jesus! Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah, and and sixty it, yards, busting a gut to get there, and put it away on on the on the pass, one touch, back of the fucking net, <laughs> and like, a, he rifled it. That just laser beam. That's not that fantastic. fair. That's just not fair. That's as a soccer player, as a as a keeper, that's just when you just look at you go, fuck off, yeah, fuck right. off. <laughs> He didn't even really celebrate. He ran in the corner, folded his arms like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm that good. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm that good." Bask you in my me. fucking glory. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, uh, <laughs> I tell you, you you see right now the the top three are are on just cruise control. They're working well together. Firmino seems to just do a great job of holding the ball in the center and divvying it off to Salah or Mane. It doesn't matter what combination they're using in the midfield because they're doing a lot of squad rotation in that midfield. It works. It yeah. doesn't matter who it is. It works. They're so well drilled. They just they know their fucking jobs. And then it does not matter who's next to Van Dyke. Uh uh-uh. uh. They excel. Because it's Van Dyke. You know, it, it was it was Matip till Matip got hurt. Then it was Lover and Lover got hurt. Now it's Gomez who was who was it was supposed to be at the beginning of the season. But those other two guys were playing so great he couldn't get a fucking minute. Absolutely. Now he's getting time. I yep. it just and then you have Probably the best left and right back in the biz in, in England right now. Um, and in fact, they proved that because probably the second best left and right back in the biz was on the other side of the field and in Ricardo and uh, and Chilwell. Yep. And they got worked. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, with with Alexander Arnold, just pin Chilwell back the entire time. You also have Mo Salah on that side. Mm-hmm. So there was just too much to do, and the left midfielder for Leicester was not helping out as much as he should. And they just they just ran Lester Ragged on that side, especially on that on that right side. So all that being said, uh, City I, just needs to go ahead. Soonchu, how unlucky! I, that's not a penalty for me. Yeah, he knew. I mean, what didn't yeah, help? I, he leaned, leaned kind of leaned it. into it, but I, I wanted, it was Johnny Evans, right? It jumped mm-hmm. and didn't get to it. I don't know how much Soonchu knew about it. Honestly, I think he already left his feet before the ball got there. Yeah. And he was just leaning into it. Was it was just leaning He in, leaned yeah, in. Uh, unfortunately, his lean makes it a handball. Makes it a handball. Correct. Um, and um, Milner is just stupid. Dirty. Do you see how he took that penalty yep. kick? It hits his hit heel and goes the, the other direction. The heel. Yeah. He purposely misses it with the front of his foot, hits it off of his fucking heel. Yeah. Dirty. That is that is the nastiest penalties I've ever... Like, Dirty. Prilo, when he used to do a little chippy deal... No. Oh, the Penencas, yeah. That's fucking sick. I yep. mean, I, I mean, that's Evertonian here, given given due when it's deserved, and that was just amazing. Now, all City had to do was win to keep pace. And oh. all they had to do was protect a 2 nothing lead to keep pace. All Ederson had to do was stay on the fucking field. <laughs> and all Ederson had to do was stay on the field, and none of that fucking happened. <laughs> 
what the, f- <laughs> what the fuck was Anderson thinking? Uh, Gazaniga is what he was thinking. Yeah. Um, just less stylistic. Gazaniga wins for all the style points uh, for what he did last weekend. Uh, but a straight red after 11 minutes. Um, maybe thinking Gazaniga got away with it. Uh, so if I look like I'm trying to get out of the way, no one's going to send me off. Yeah, except for you left a body <laughs> part behind, which let us all know. No, you weren't yeah, trying to get out of the too way. Too bad, my son. <laughs> that's right. That's, uh, uh, I got to tell you, that's my philosophical problem with the sweeper keeper. Now, granted, I was a keeper who did not come off the line because let's just state I am a man of larger carriage <laughs> and not really fast enough to come off hey, the line. come on. Give yourself some credit. Hashtag quick fat. <laughs> Heard. But um, he, the, the, the sweeper keeper, because they play so high off the line, does not give themselves the situation that if there is a fast break to slowly come off the line, to slowly break down the angle, to slowly make the attacker overthink it and fuck it up, which is something that can be very easily done. When you're automatically just bum-rushing out for the ball, if it means 50-50 ball, it means you might foul him. And if you foul him, if you foul him, I mean, it could be a soft foul. Gazaniga's side should have been a red. (laughs) Like, that's its last defender. That's a red card. Yep. It's not debatable. So the, 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 that's the one thing I don't get with the sweeper keeper. Now, law of averages, it's not going to happen very often. And in right. more cases, you're going to clear a ball away with no problem. problem is, but is that one time worth it? Here's the thing. It doesn't happen very often. It happened three times in three different games this past week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it also happened to Allison just a few games prior when yeah, uh, that's he true. did the handball. Yeah. Oh, with the handball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't clean the player out, though. Not like these but three. It, but it was still a sweeper keeper in no man's land. Correct. Because the first At, instinct, correct. the yeah. first instinct is when that ball goes long, is to go get it. Is to go get the ball yeah. when that might not be the smartest of answers. The That's, smarter answer may be keep your ass home. And you remember, it's the it's the striker's job to score. Yep. And it's very easy to get into their head. Absolutely. You know, uh, Raheem Sterling put. City up, obviously. VAR correctly gave a penalty uh, for a stamp on Mares's foot. Yeah. Um, Patricio saved the thing. Uh, sorry, encroachment. We got to yeah. retake that. And then what's funny is Patricio De Bruyne, saved the fucking thing again. De Bruyne was ahead of the guy who who gets called for the encroachment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Again, I just don't it, like. But he wasn't the first player to touch it. I just say, I, I just say, if if there's double encroachment. Just wash it. Yeah. Just wash it. It mm-hmm. doesn't count. And and also, it's um, for all the amount of times we talk about how um, luck of the draw always seems to go Liverpool's way, that is absolutely 1,000% a case where luck went City's way. Oh, yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, <laughs> Sterling scored again. Yep. Excellent fucking finish, that. Uh, just to chip over uh, Patricio as he was running full speed. For everything that Jesse Lingard's wasn't a couple of weeks ago, yeah. this one was. Absolutely spectacular. And then the second half happened. And then our Dama Traore <laughs> went into Hulk mode. A.K.A. the little <laughs> linebacker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that man know. was a one-man wrecking crew. I'm not sure what uh, Benjamin Mendy was doing for the f- the final No. The second, yeah, the equalizer, dwelling on the ball like that with somebody as fast and strong. Or Damatari just put his shoulder into him. Mendy <laughs> was bumped off the ball like four yards. 
or Dama Traore just oh, you rolls thought, you would have thought he would have that he picked him up and like suplexed him. Oh he, yeah, he went that far. He picked him. Uh, he just pickpocketed him uh, and then slid the ball across fantastically for Jimenez. Yeah, um, but his goal. his own goal, the the one that started the comeback, was phenomenal. The the venom on that ball. Uh, Claudio Bravo wasn't in the best of positions either, but the venom he hit it with. Just kiss the inside when, of the post. When are people going to realize he can shoot from the outside? Right. There's like three goals he's had this yeah. season, and in every single one of them, you're like, "Why are you giving him space?" And they all look like they're going to rip the net off. Why? Stop it! I mean, he almost did it against Liverpool when mm-hmm. we get to that game. He almost yep. did it too. It's like, do not After give him shrugging any off fucking four players. room. <laughs> Just do not give him room. He can and he will shoot from there, and he will score from there because he's proven it. And in, in that Liverpool game, too, the fourth player, when he kind of faked the shot, mm-hmm. I've never seen a professional so scared to take a hit in my life. <laughs> but I think it was when Aldum jumped, turned his head, had his hand on his balls, hand over his heart, <laughs> like, no! I'm going to die! Yeah, don't hit me! And, uh, <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, a lovely little bit of skill from Raul Jimenez. Um, kind of gets played a wall pass by uh, uh, Doherty, um, stops it with the underside of his foot, kind of turns to his left. Doherty runs off his right, and he just rolls it back with the underside of his foot. Doherty, quick feet to get around Otamendi, who should have just cleaned him out. Instead, he tried to tackle the ball from him. It's got to be stronger and that, more decisive than that. And then again, Patricio was outside of his six with a man running at him from the edge of the box. It was just... Didn't seem to be in the right position for me again. Right. Also kind of far left uh, looking from the goal side, uh, the goal camera on the replay. Right. Um, and Doherty found the winner uh, very late on. So well done to Wolves. They uh, deserve so, it. So moving that on to uh, Wolves' next opponent, tough oh, week. Claudio Bravo is fucking terrible, by the oh, way. Oh, he's very right. bad. Good. Um, <laughs> so moving on to, the, uh, to their second opponent of the week, they go ahead and go what? They have uh, City. No, they went to City, right? They beat City at the Etihad. No, it was at Wolves. It was oh, at, the at Wolves. Okay, it was at the <laughs> and then they went to the Wolves. Went to Anfield. Anfield. Yep. I, I hate to say it, what was otherwise a really great contested game mm-hmm. was yet again marred by VAR. Well, yeah, it did play a massive uh, part in this game. I think correctly. This is the thing with VAR. Correctly for Mane's goal, definitely hit his shoulder. Right. There's, which is legal. There's no problem with that. It was used. It was called upon. It judged it to be. Uh, a good goal, we move on with our lives. Van Dyke didn't handle the ball it outside of midfield when uh, the first ball came in. That long ball came in. I didn't even know. I didn't see a replay back that far. Right there, swung it in, put it right down to his foot, kicked it on to uh, Lalana. I didn't see it that far. Yeah, and uh, well, that far behind the play. The only reason why I say that is, is that other teams have been called. Oh, of course, for goals back that far. Yeah. The replays that I saw, the highlights that I saw, I didn't see it back that Liv- Livarpool does not get looked back that far. <laughs> yeah, and now the thing that pisses me Levar off. Livarpool, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh huh. The thing that makes me mad, the thing that really pisses me off, is the fucking the side of Matinho's boot. The stitching on his boot was offside. Did he yeah. gain an advantage from that? Really? At, at what you deny? You deny? Uh, was it Pedro Neto? Right? <laughs> yeah. You deny him his first goal, right? Like, for for literally the 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 logo on the boot. Yeah. If he was wearing a remember the old Nike Vapors, the real thin ones. If he yeah. was wearing those, he'd have been on side. Wh- whatever happened to even his arm? 
What? No, it the side of his foot was supposedly hanging over. Yeah, it, it, that's think, what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It that's two. You're ju- millimeters, really? I, I think that's something that the FA and just football in general needs to take a look at. If if VAR is going to make that kind of a decision on offsides, I think we need to start considering a body part, right? Like the ball and a goal line. A yeah. whole the whole foot has to be past the defender. Even, otherwise, any, they are otherwise they are on sides. Do it like hockey. It's only by the feet, mm-hmm. and if one part of you is on, all of you is on. So treat it like the blue line in hockey. You know, uh, hockey players will like do a split almost, right? Just to keep one skate on the other side. Yeah, treat it like that. Yeah, it just, do that. It feel it feels like you're not really helping the 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 pace of the game, the intent of the game at all when we're going down to the side of a person's foot, especially when all the other rules of the game equal a complete crossing over. In order for the ball to be out, the ball has to go completely over. In order right. for the ball to be a goal, it has to go completely over. Like it just and and this is the thing that the most minute part can make you offside. And again, it feels lo- almost like uh CSI VAR, like the the VAR official is looking for the most minute, minute thing, thing to be yep. wrong. And it's, how many times have we talked about the armpit? You know? Yeah. yeah it, somebody's hair. Because yeah. it's, it's a part of the body you could score uh, with. It, you, it, you said it best. Where, where, does this, where does this create a true advantage in that play? Right. It did not create any advantage in that At play all. whatsoever. At all. And it's, it's not in the spirit of the game. And again, you deny this guy his first goal for the club. Who who trains hard? Who who comes in and does his job every day, and you deny him that? That's the emotion of the game. That's what we love about this game. The goals are the best part of the game, right? Why well, take away from it? That's why we're here. Why are you looking for nitpicky little? If someone cheats, yes, fine. But why are we looking for nitpicky little bullshit? Yep, that's ridiculous to me. <coughs> and this the same thing. Salah's kneecap was onside, but. So the, the the Nike swoosh was off for Jao Moutinho here, right? Or like, come on, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's got to be in the spirit of the game. The other thing I think is one thing that might fix it a little bit is no stopping of the play and doing the lines anymore. If the VAR can't see it in real time on that replay, fuck it. Yeah, or even if they pause it and they can't see it, but they can't do the lines. Just pause, eye test. If you don't see it, it's on. Uh, another podcast uh, we we both are familiar with brought this this point up, which I thought was excellent. The laws of the game were written before VAR was a thing, and the laws haven't been changed to fit into a VAR system. Right, right. So you can't just, as the Premier League, decide we're going to change offsides in our country to do this. That's not how it works. Those right. those laws are decided. FIFA has to decide right. those laws. VAR is handled by each individual association and how they use it. Italy, they go to the monitor. Germany, I think they go to the monitor. Premier League refuses to use the monitor and acknowledge their existence, even though we can all see them there plugged in. Right. Are you sure I've, they're plugged in? They're definitely plugged in. Okay. Well, what, a waste, what a waste of electricity. Tell me about it. They should be greener. The IFAB, the International Football Advisory Board, or whatever their thing is, they're the ones that come up with the laws of the game. And those are worldwide 
that's how the game is fucking played. Right. So they all need to sit down together and figure out how to either alter the laws to fit VAR or fix VAR to the way the laws are written. Yeah, um, I think it's VAR's job to fix Absolutely it is. to the way but that the laws are written. But they're sucking the life out of us. It's so, sucking the fucking life out um, of us. Covering the, covering the final game real quick. Um, uh, Sheffield does the uh, bend, don't break, but unfortunately it finally broke. Um, they were um, also, again, City lucky with VAR. I mean, yep. we sit, I, I sit here, I'm the first proponent to sit here and talk about how Liverpool gets all the calls. Two instances this weekend, this past week, both games, City was helped out by VAR that ultimately would have hurt them at the time when when it was, you know, called against them. You know, um, Liz Mousset's goal, obviously. So it just there there really wasn't a ton to say about it because it was a pretty cut and dry game. It was Sheffield packed it all in, tried to counter when they could, tried to show as much energy as they could, and. City controlled the entire fucking game. Yeah, I mean, it it took a long time for the deadlock to come because normally City's pretty good about breaking down those teams. But Sheffield United, again, gave a great account of themselves defensively. They're very organized. They worked their socks off. <laughs> and we saw by Mousset taking his, his chance, they had that counterattack. They were 1-0 up had it not been for VAR. Yeah. And I think he actually was a proper step offside. Oh, he was. He was but, offsides. But so, again, yes, it, just, it was correct. You know, when we... But it, when we point out that it that it helps Liverpool, we should point out that it helps other teams as well. Well, absolutely. What when you point out that d- it helps Liverpool, d- d- despite <laughs> despite the fact, well, you point out that it helps Liverpool all the time, and in fact, they're about to fuck with your invincible streak, so you're going to find yourself a real big Liverpool hater now. Uh, we'll be fine. Yeah, you'll we'll be, be fine. fine. We'll see. I okay. have a feeling when they get it wrapped up, he's going to start putting people in so they'll get Premier League medals. They'll fuck something up. Heard. Um, but yeah, now it it Michael Jordan. Always got the calls when no one else did. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, always That's got true. the calls when no oh, one else did. That's very true. Uh, Alex Ferguson used to always get the calls back in the day. Ferg- when no they one. named stoppage time after yeah. him. You know, it always seemed to work out for Manchester United. They always this, got a penalty at home every this, fucking game. This year, it always seems to work out for Liverpool. It's just what it is. And City. So, Sam, is it the new manager bump? Or is it the new manager bump? We have Arsenal 1, Bournemouth 1, Chelsea 2, Arsenal 1, Everton 1, Burnley 0, Everton 2, Newcastle 1. You want me to get my shit out of the way real quick? Um, Arteta takes over, but the Gunners don't bounce. Go for it. So the results don't show a bounce, no. The performances themselves do show a bounce. Um, they look more organized. They're actually harder to break down. The uh, Bournemouth goal was, I believe, a Mustafi error, or maybe it was Socrates. Uh-huh. Somebody was uh, on the wrong side of the uh, of the striker, but individual error. And then Bird Leno let Chelsea back into that game with his error. Yeah, that was a bad, bad In addition one. to the referee failing to make a decision, and Arsenal didn't keep hold of the game. They came out a little lackluster after, after halftime. Yeah. But we were organized. Abamyang, Ozil, running back on defense. Abamyang had four slide tackles in a span of 12 minutes on that left wing, helping out uh, makeshift, uh, makeshift left back Sako. Um, or uh, uh, Bukayo Saka, sorry. Yeah, Saka. Saka. And um, Ozil, a couple of tackles, pressing. The team looked organized. They knew their jobs. They worked their socks off. 
defensively, we're just shit. It's still going to happen. No manager in the world could fix that. You could bring in whoever the f- you bring in Sam Allardyce couldn't fix our defense. <laughs> <laughs> just absolute dog shit. But you know, and Bird Leno hasn't made a super amount of mistakes for the amount of action he's seen. Right. You know what I mean? So oh, you chalk off Leno's as, just, as that's a every once in a now, while. Now the announcers made a made a, a, a stat that said that since the beginning of last season, because of that error, he's now overtaken David De Gea as the player that's made the most mistakes that's directly resulted in goals at seven. Okay, but I guarantee you between De- between all the top keepers, Aretha Balaga, Kepa. B- uh, the big yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, Leno's faced the most shots. Leno's definitely faced the most He's, shots. And in the instance of uh, Ederson or um, or um, Allison, he's probably faced double the amount of shots they've At faced. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, e- easily. So my point is you can't really blame Leno. Everyone's, everyone gets one, right? And yeah, he fucked up. That being said, Jorginho shouldn't have been on a pitch. <laughs> no. But... That's beside. He also fouled Torreira in the buildup. VAR looked at it and told us to fuck off. Yeah. So, yeah. Grab, but grabbed him and threw him to the ground. Yeah. Which is funny because that's been called back for a goal on multiple occasions with other teams. Yep. Um, so, Crystal Palace was the most notable against Liverpool. Correct. You're absolutely where they right. said he pushed a player over and they took away the goal. Yep. How is that any different than Jorginho grabbing a guy and pushing him to the ground? Correct. Any different? Now, it's does not, not absolve. Bird Leno from his mistake. No, of course not. But the energy levels are better. The spirit looks better. Everyone was celebrating together when uh, Aubameyang scored. They were trying shit. Through balls were happening. Runs were being made. They weren't lethargic. They were moving the ball quickly. They were playing together. Okay, then why so, the fuck didn't you beat Bournemouth? Our defense is just shite. We found ourselves behind again chasing the game. Okay. So I'm just... From as apathetic... Turgent as our our performances have been over the last two and a half months. There's something positive. There's something positive to take from this and something to build on. And if I know he got named head coach, not manager, so I hope he has a say in transfers. But you have to imagine that if he's allowed to put bring in his type of players or whatever and into a system that works, and you have a couple of center backs that come in either in January or next summer, right. and they fix that. We have a basis to work from now. Do you think he can work with Holding and Chambers and get them to be the center backs he wants? Chambers looked great until he got hurt. It was 25 minutes in or something. Right. And that's when we, st- and then Frank Lampard actually, to give him credit, astutely changed his tactics, brought Jorginho on, saw that they weren't in control of the game, and brought on the most possession based player in the Premier League. Um, holds the single season, uh, single game passing record. Like, Dante. No, Jorginho. Oh, Jorginho, sorry. Uh, and then, so, <laughs> did that, right? And completely changed the game. From that point forward, Chelsea were in control. Yeah. So, again, we didn't wrestle the control from them. We didn't keep hold of the game, grab it by the scruff of the neck after that, and we should have. That's true. But overall, I think our performance, that, that first half was the, the best half we've played all season. How, um, if you go to Trafford and beat United... Do you, do you which let's face it it's not out of the realm of possibility no who knows what Manchester Manchester United team is showing up each week if you do how big do you think that'll bolster the uh, Arsenal team it'll be huge um it also you know the manner in which it happens is it a hard fault one nil or is it like a, a barn burner we escaped with a four three right 
either way, it gives us some confidence, either going forward or, you know, whatever. But if it's a hard fault 1-0, you kind of look around. You, I mean, even if it hurts and you're sore and it sucks, well, you look around in that locker room afterwards, <laughs> you know, battered, beaten, bruised, bleeding, and just look at your brothers in arms. You're like, yeah, we fucking did that. That galvanizes a team. That's something, you know. That gives your defense something to do, but we're not going to shut United out. Let's start there. And how much will it kill you when uh, you then lose to Leeds that weekend in the FA Cup? <laughs> withdrawn, sir, withdrawn. Um, <laughs> new signs of life from Everton. Oh, yeah. Biggest, biggest stat that I could throw out there. Averaging under Marco Silva, one between 11 and 15 shots in a match. That's the most, right? Now, this isn't shots on goal, but shots. Two games under Carlo. 21 shots and 22 shots. A, a, a showing of wanting to attack the goal, not yep. just pass it around the 18 and try to cross it in. And who crosses for, in for no and, fucking reason. And look for a perfect header. This was giving the guys the ball on their feet and telling them to go find goals. Yes. This is telling your striker, get in front of the net and shit will happen and go your way. And what happened? That striker scored three fucking goals this weekend, and, this yep. week. And how did he score them? Right place, right time, getting his fucking body on the ball and putting it in the back of the net. You saw a manager that was willing to change his formation and change his style. Opens with what you think is going to be um, of, of um, a 4-4-2, but then you... because. You're like, why is Sadibe playing right midfield? No, he's actually going with a three-back system and having a right-back and Seamus Coleman play one of those uh, positions because he wasn't confident in Michael Keane, so he wasn't going to put Michael Keane out there. Right. And then rework the lineups throughout the game to then be like, you know, uh, that in that game it was like a 3-4-3 a, a three, three and like just... The the willingness to change throughout the game, the willingness to put players on the pitch, starting Moise Ken in a game, did he do great? No. But does the kid learn from it? Yes. Well, not even just that. I mean, he provided another option, right? Right. And this some of the skills, some of the stepovers, the strength he has. I mean, he's a big lad. And it just gave the defenders something else to think about. Right. Well, and what does Moise Ken see from doing that that week is that oh, the striker is scoring goals, and the other striker up there with him scores goals a lot too. Now I understand why I'm not playing all the time. Right. Now I understand that I'm going to get opportunities. When I get those opportunities, I better fucking take advantage well, of that. he would have scored had it not been for a, a flailing Dubravka save. I mean, oh, Dubravka. smacked the shit out of that ball in that Newcastle game. Hey, can. It's funny. Dubravka made up for his United uh, 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 performance because against United, a very, and we'll talk about it later, but a very un-Dubravka kind of game. Yeah, and, for sure. And he really made up for it in, in this one, again, uh, the second game against uh, uh, Everton. But the, Yeah, but had it not been for that, Moise Ken would have been off, off the mark. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they're just, you know what? For, de for the month of December, we finished, um, we started with two losses. After that, in our next uh, 15 available points, we got 11. No losses under Ferguson or, or Ancelotti. Like, the, the the team, and there's, it's not like we're any healthier. The, a few players are back, but there's still no. not a lot of depth. There, there's, again, as, as I said about us, for under Marco Silva, and I don't know if it just got stale, if, if the tactics, the players just didn't believe in it or what, but you looked apathetic and lethargic. There was no energy. There was no plan. There was no, you know, verve. There was nothing. There was no enthusiasm. 
What are you looking at me like that for? I just think you've used every adjective to describe <laughs> pathetic and lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the point. <laughs> but under Duncan Ferguson. I liked I like no verb. I'm like, ooh, good word. <laughs> under under Ferguson, you you got that heartbeat back into the club. Yeah. You know, it was almost, you know, got the paddles and Ferguson was just standing there like the EMT and the club's dying off and he shocks you and now you're right back in it. Can Villa borrow him? (laughs) (laughs) Loan out the manager. uh, (laughs) Um, um, And then Carlo, Carlo himself in his his autobiography, talking about like, what do you do when you take over a new club? How do you find it? Blah, blah, blah. He said, you always keep one of the previous coaching staff. You always keep one because you need someone the players are familiar with, someone to keep them on side, and someone to make them believe in the new guy they don't know. <laughs> that guy's Duncan. That guy here is Duncan. Well, and that guy Duncan, it's he's just he's a loyalist. Yeah, we're going to get rid of him anyway. <laughs> so, on a side note, the ball we, boys would strike. Uh, but Carlo, Carlo knew it was up. There was a goal. He hugged a ball boy. <laughs> Carlo, Carlo looks better in the suit than Dunk does too. Yeah, well, he knows how to wear a suit. He's, he's an Italian. Italian. He yeah. knows how to wear a like suit. Like that cardigan he's got underneath of it as well. So uh, uh, this day, um, back in 1997, one Mr. Duncan Ferguson scored the first all header hat trick in a game. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I saw that today. I that was can't very be happy. ever. But no, no, the first. I said the first in the Premier League. In the Premier League, yeah, the first okay, in the Premier that's League, fine. yeah. Like it, somebody's had There's to. There's so done many it. qualifiers to make that statement yeah, true. Th- <laughs> somebody's had to have done it. Fuck off, big dunk. <laughs> now wait a second. I didn't get a chance to make my funny. <laughs> okay, make that- it funny. <laughs> you want to do it? I'll hit the ice again for you. No, it's okay. All right. That Calvert Lewin winner at Newcastle. Uh huh. Fucked my bet. That's bullshit. Oh, yeah, it did. I think Ancelotti's eyebrow willed it in from the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> Do you smell what Ancelotti's cooking? <laughs> he, he, he wrote that one and desperately wanted to make sure it got shoehorned in. Taylor's going to have to meme that one for us. All righty. So let's go ahead and get into the next segment, um, like the good tyrant that I am. Uh, the relegation battle has uh, <laughs> grown some legs as it has seemed to tighten up with some timely wins and some timely losses. Villa 1, Norwich 0, Watford 3, Villa 0, Watford 1, Shetfield 1, Norwich 2, Spurs 2, uh-huh. Southampton 2, Chelsea 0, Southampton 1, Palace 1. Palace 2, West Ham 1. Get in there, you Eagles. Leicester 2, West Ham 1. Brighton 2, Bournemouth 0. <coughs> wow. Ran out of breath and started coughing by the end of that one. <laughs> um, that's a lot. So, I, that's a lot of games, but those games impacted what the bottom 15 current, uh, the bottom 5 currently are. 15 bottom through 15. I'm oh, sorry. The bottom six are 15th through 20th. There you go. So, Sam, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you the standings. I'm going to give you the standings, and then I'm going to give you their goal differential where it's at. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you a bullet point on each team. We can talk about the games within these bullet points, but what I want to kind of more focus on is the bottom of the table and what it's become for these six teams. So currently in 15th, we have Southampton on 22 points at a negative 14 goal differential. Bournemouth at 20 points with a minus 8 goal differential. 17th place, we have West Ham, 19 points with a minus 11 goal differential. New manager. 
Yes, which we will get to. Aston Villa, 18 points, minus 11 goals. Watford, 16 points at a minus 18 goals. And Norwich, 13 points at a minus 19. So um, Southampton seems to get the big wins and the big points when they need to. And they had a really good December, which is what they desperately needed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, For everything that they did, Villa failed to do, basically. Um, Because there were a lot of six-pointers over this period. And Southampton won, I think, both of them and drew another. Yeah. Well, and then Villa wins one, but it ended up being just to keep pace with the Joneses. Right. And 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 Southampton also, I forgot about that, uh, Southampton picked up the win against Chelsea. Yeah. So bonus points, right? A game that, as a, a club of their stature and their, their standing, would at the beginning of the year just earmark as a loss, right? They came out at Stamford Bridge and stomped them 2-0. Yeah. Um, so big. Uh, goal differential is going to play a, a big part in this, too. Absolutely. So Villa's only, f- in the relegation zone, is only four points behind Southampton, right? So Southampton goes on a little bit of a skid. They've, they've got a couple of teams. Villa picks up a couple wins. Villa still have a th- three goals better than Southampton at the moment. Right. That's big. Absolutely. That's big. You win in a draw, Southampton two-game losing streak, Villa's out, Southampton's in. Right. Bournemouth, best goal differential of the bunch at the bottom with only a minus eight. But again, it's only three goals. Right. You could pick that up kind of easily, especially the way Bournemouth are playing at the moment. That was what I have listed here for uh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, quietly in trouble. Nobody's noticing it because everybody likes, you know, how and the team and who they are and the vitality. And they feel like they're established. They're legit in real deal trouble. Oh, yeah. Big time. They, they they didn't have the hot start they normally have. Nope. And they're having the nosedive they always have. Yep. This could They could seriously, by the end of February, suddenly find themselves in 19th place and not know why. Absolutely. Very, very quickly. Um, West Ham is in a full-blown free fall. Not anymore, mate. <laughs> got some Scottish steel in there now. Yeah, they got Moisey. <laughs> um, David Moyes is an interesting uh, situation because obviously. Uh, uh, wait, we forgot the disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. We forgot the disclaimer. West Ham fans, <laughs> if you're not excited about this appointment because we're going to gush over it because there's undoubtedly going to be good material, just turn it down for about five minutes. Well, <laughs> it's going to make you upset. <laughs> so, Namely, Chris. Well, well here's, here's the thing. I, in, I think it's a bad appointment. I do because don't go back to the well because it doesn't, doesn't favor you. We just saw that with Watford earlier in the year. It doesn't fix the problem. No. Now, now that being said, he did do pretty well there, and apparently right. the Dildo brothers are at odds over this appointment. Yeah, one of them wanted in him general. One, one of them, them right. One of them never wanted him to leave. Exactly. So it's almost like you done well, but thanks for your services. We want to be a little bit more attractive commercially, and blah blah blah. Well, you try saw to kick you saw that move, again move with forward. with Big Sam. Big Sam was quietly putting him at tenth place, but that wasn't good enough. They wanted to be sexy. They right. wanted to play better, so they needed to appoint a fancy hiring. What did they end up doing? They had to fire that fancy hiring to get David Moyes to keep him out of fucking trouble. Exactly. Now, granted, that year that they stayed out of trouble, they had three utter and complete shit teams below them in Sunderland, I mean, sorry, in Stoke, Swans, and West Brom. Yes. And if West Brom had had one more month, they would have passed West Ham because West Brom made their manager change and really came on strong at the end and almost survived. West Brom was Slavin Bilic's old uh, <coughs> old manager at West Ham? Yeah. 
they're killing the championship right now. Yeah, they're tied with Leeds right now at uh-huh. the top of the table. Only Leeds, two losses all season. Yeah. Leeds is on top by goal differential. West Brom. But yeah, yep. them and West Brom are one and two. Leeds had, and that scares and, the shit out of me for, for Friday. Yeah, and running away with the fucking league to those two teams. Oh, yeah. Everybody's well behind them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Fulham's in third, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they well behind them. Leeds just won a 5-4. Yep. <laughs> against Birmingham. Yep. So it scares the fuck out of me for uh, for Saturday. For the FA Cup, but uh, so yeah. with with West Ham, you almost feel like too good to go down. But but that's the most dangerous phrase in football. Precisely man. because Fulham was too good to go down, and Fulham went down. Exactly. Um, I do think there is a little bit of a hard knock on Moyes because everybody only seems to remember Manchester United Moyes, and they don't remember the Moyes that coached Everton and made <clears throat> them consistently the fifth through seventh place team for 10 straight years for the most part. Well, apparently, neither does David Moyes. <laughs> Did you hear his press conference? No, no. He feels like he's home. Oh, yeah. Oh, with yeah. West Ham. Oh, yes, I did hear that one. I'm sorry. He coached you for 10 fucking years. <laughs> Took you to fourth place. Well, it's because he almost because he had that speech already written when he thought he was coming back to uh, yeah, Everton. That's probably true. And then didn't get uh, it. Well, and yeah, just, why, why bother? Uh, I already got those <laughs> yeah, set up. I already wrote it. Uh, so Fabianski in this one, uh, double fist punch right to the chest of um, was it Damari Gray hit or Ignacio? Yeah. One of the two. But uh, that was the latest in the Gazaniga esque challenges. Uh, now you know you say you bring on uh, Moyes for defense, right? Uh, to, to help ensure the defense. I think your defense just got secured because Fabianski's back. As long as he doesn't do that kind of shit. Well, however, he did save the penalty he gave up. <laughs> to be fair, lucky to stay on the pitch though. Um, to be you, honest, you're pouring two shots there because uh, you kind of glazed over his shot. I just figured we'd last... do it together. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. Uh, people in the Villa group are quite whiny little babies. Uh-oh. Don't alienate oh. people yet. Oh, I'm gonna, I, I'm calling them out for babies. They're all talking about Dean Smith needs to go, and they're even calling for Big Sam to get hired. Um, Sam Graham? Dare I say, dare I say, a of yes, you did. Um, Villa is being very Arsenal TV-esque oh my God. right it's now. So I was just drama. about to say, if you think they're babies... <laughs> Such yeah. little babies. Jump on Arsenal Twitter and just read the last three months' worth of shit. <laughs> I like, I'm a Redskins fan. Nut up. Um, one guy, <laughs> Simon, I'm going to try to book him for the show. He's the guy that does the Malort shots for the win. The guy right. from Chicago, I'm trying to book him. Um, he introduced me to a new phrase, uh, grow up and wobble your own bollocks. There you go. So I was like, huh, I like that. Yeah, that definitely needs to be a sound bite. Yeah, yeah yep. I need that. Uh, Villa's in real trouble. Yep. <laughs> oh, it's not pretty. Uh, let's With, not, let's without not a pretend. defense, they're I'm not, not going to do anything. And I'm not worried. How still. long is but that's out bi- for? That's where Big Sam comes in, is to organize the defense, and regardless of who's back there, you're going to be better than you are right now. Right. That's what Big Sam's Dean good at. Dean Smith to a contract extension last month. Yeah, you still can fire him. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. You got the Premier League money, man. You pay him. You pay him, <laughs> and you... Uh. You pay him out. You could structure the that payout how you want to. I will say I was a little surprised, though. I know it was from last week's show, um, but when we did our uh, preview of it, I said the Villa supporters were not going to let their team down when they were playing Southampton. Oh, they let them down. And they let them down. That they were bo- They were booing them, and I was very surprised oh, by yeah. that because that seems very unlike Villa to, to uh, not be a 1,000% behind their club, even in the worst-case scenario. 
I was a little surprised by that. Well, yeah, absolutely. And especially after the 1-0 win against Norwich on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. You uh-huh. figured, hey, maybe it's six-pointer. They won it. They got through it. Wasn't pretty, but they hey, got you. through it. You want one of these? No, I don't. <laughs> pass so one to pass. Sam. Hold on. I'm going to see which so one's one has more? Thanks. Yeah, hold on. Um, <laughs> but you think Watch they start- her. She'll pour some into one. And that was a, you know... Little- Get those glasses <laughs> above the table. <laughs> a little bit of false hope there. Yeah. That, that win. Because then you turn around at Southampton, another six-pointer, and... Pfft, I mean, it was. Bubkiss. It was. It well, was no, that pathetic. was that was the uh, Watford, or Watford. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah it was another six pointer and Bubkiss. <laughs> yeah, it was trying to get Bubkiss. It was so. It, they, eh, they'll get it. They'll get it together. All I'm right, not, kids. I'm not worried. <laughs> no one's I'm acknowledging Bubkiss. Yes. Not Enjoy your show. Shot. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy your show. Right, you fuck off. Now it's our <laughs> show. <laughs> It'll be our show next week. That's right. Yeah, because I'm the only one not doing a shot of my lord, fuckos. So, um. Here's the thing. Uh, going into the last two teams, Watford is starting to dig themselves out of a hole, and Nigel Pearson is affecting that club, and he's affecting that club in the right way. Yeah, he is. <coughs> gutsy. They're gutsy. They just it seems equaled, like they give a fuck. In terms of wins, they just equaled the same amount of managers they've had this season. Yeah, amazing. So, And then finishing up with... Uh, um, Norwich, outside of their style of play, which will get them the occasional surprise point, I legitimately think they're dead man walking. Yes. Yeah. I would I agree mean, with that. Th- there will be <laughs> the occasional, holy shit, they tied Tottenham 2-2. Two to two. Yeah. Or they beat City earlier in the season. Or <laughs> this, that, you know. Exception. They'll probably not, beat us when we play them next. Exception, not the rule. I, I really think, because I think for the most part, everybody's going to beat them because, frankly, they just don't have any defense. And no, not at all. If and you have Pookie's, zero defense, you're losing. The way Pookie started the season, everybody's like, oh, shit, they got goals in them. This is going to be great, blah, blah, blah. Todd Cantwell scored here or there. But other than that, they don't really have a lot going forward. Um, and Pookie has proven to be now very streaky. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. I think. I think they're definitely the one going down. Have we even talked Manchester United yet? We're getting ready to. Oh. Finishing off the rest of the league in really just three games. Oh, so that happened. Man U 4, Newcastle 1. Man U 2, Burnley 0. Spurs 2, Brighton 1. Um, United rebound after the Watford debacle, which, let's face it, that was a complete debacle on their part, um, particularly De Gea with that just god-awful fucking goal. Yeah. Uh, By Hawk- the way, Scotch and Malort, no good. No good. Heard. So um, Pogba's back. Mata's back. The league is wide open. Will they take advantage of this opportunity? I'd say fourth spot's wide open. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's face it. Fourth through tenth is wide open. Anybody could have it, you know? Yeah, that's it's true. There, it's there for the taking. There's still hope for me in 12th. <laughs> yeah. Am I in 12th, right? Yeah, yep. I'm in twelfth. Yeah, you're twelfth. You're Fuck. um, you're you're uh, uh, Sam. Newcastle's above us. You're above us now. I was gonna say, uh, Crystal you are Palace firmly, are above us. You are firmly two spots behind us. Sheffield United, Wolves, Tottenham, and United. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, uh, yes. they're way ahead of us. Um, by the way, Sam, I was gonna mention here. You notice we didn't really talk about Palace at all. Yeah. Because normally when we talk about the whole relegation battle. Palace's name is right in the middle of it. Yep. And we mentioned both of their games, and guess where they aren't? In the relic, they're in fucking ninth, mate. Ninth place, cruising right along, man. Yep. 
I mean, I, Brad, I'd like to say more about you, but the boys are doing fine. Oldest you know? manager in the Premier League, too. Roy Hodgson <laughs> speaks seven languages, and he's just a lovely old guy. And they're cruising right the fuck along, and so it looks like they're going to probably hold on to Saha and be perfectly okay. Now, he is starting to do old man shit, though. Oh, yeah? Roy Hodgson. Oh, is he going to so, do some Neil Warlock shit? <laughs> no, 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 not that bad. But apparently, like, pointing out obvious stuff. Right. So apparently there was a microphone shoved in his face. That wall is made was, of brick. <laughs> before he was prepared to do so. And he was, like, walking over to congratulate, I think it was Jordan Ayew. And uh, uh, just when the final whistle blew. But Ayew was already doing an interview, and a microphone got shoved in Hodgson's face, and he said something to the effect of, not a direct quote, but something like, I was walking over to talk to Jordan, and then he uh, he turned around, and, and he was already had the, the man of the match award in his hand. And all I could think was, that's a good decision. <laughs> Fabulous. Thanks, Roy. Um, fuck. <laughs> what you talking about, Grandpa? <laughs> let's, uh, let's get you some porridge back in the dressing room real quick. <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, same thing could be applied to Spurs that is being applied to United. Um... It's there for the taking. Which which one of them is going to take it, or which one which one of them is going to falter? So the Premier League for the first time has a winter break coming, and I believe it's early February. Right. I think Mourinho's system is kind of complex in the way they transition from offense to defense. Blah blah blah. Who goes when they go? How they go? In terms of his past positions right at Inter at Real at right. Chelsea uh, two times at United <coughs> I don't think he's had the time to properly implement what he wants to do and they're still getting points right but that's also why they look kind of helter-skelter and you end up with a 2-2 against Norwich but you just beat whoever it was a few days ago they beat that they should Chelsea have. no, they, no lost Chelsea. they lost to Chelsea Oh, but they beat Brighton. They, they, they should have beat Brighton, though. Well, yeah, but th- there's been a couple of results that they've gotten right. that you're kind of surprised that they got. Right. Especially as turgid as they were for the last couple of months. Right. Anyway, I think Arsenal also, because you've seen them improve enthusiasm-wise underneath Arteta already, when they have that two-week period where it's just training, you get them on a plane, take them to Dubai, take them down to Malaga, take them down to you know some beach I've never heard of on the south of Spain. You get two hard weeks in the in the warm weather. You get time to to truly implement that system. Maybe have a scrimmage against the local side if you can. I think you're going to see very different teams from mid February on. Could the same be said about Everton with Ancelotti? Absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, as you said about your games, they they were results. They weren't pretty results. Yeah. He took he took what he had and he made sure he got points. They. We're literally made, hey, this is our idea going forward. Try to do this shit. But they, those results were made on the back of determination, hard work, and and just a sheer Duncan Ferguson's will to win. Yeah. <laughs> right? So and, and a manager who had in-game tactics because well, those and, in-game tactics worked. Yes, obviously. It's a very layman thing that I said, but it, in right. essence, it's the hard work and determination and bringing the soul back into the club, right? Right. So, absolutely, 100%. You get them a little bit of warm weather training, you get them two weeks off uh, from games, and you give these top-class managers, and I know Mikel Arteta's new, but he learned under Pep for the last three years, and he was also quite the tactician while he was a player. You give these guys chances, 
these teams are going to come out a little bit different. Yeah, they're going to come out ready to play. I think. I think the the from mid February on is going to be some of the most exciting Premier League football that you'll see, and that's where I think Liverpool's going to lose a game, and my unbeaten run is protected. Heard. Now, um, <laughs> one last thought. It was great pontification. I like Thanks. that. Um, you do have to get yourself a gold blazer and uh, bring in a bottle of champagne when they do lose and pull a Miami Dolphins for an entire now, episode. I don't have a gold blazer. We can find you one at like Goodwill or something. I have a s- silver blazer. Uh, good. Got to be the gold. Got to be. Got to be the gold Hall of Fame like the Miami Dolphins. Got to do it like them. I hate them. Yeah, I hate them too because it's Although they the did Redskins. Beat the Patriots last it's, week, it's, yeah. the, it's the Redskins who they beat to become the undefeated team. So of course I hate them. But anywho, we're flying off the handles here, and we got to get this done. And unfortunately, there was only prediction time and not much else to talk about after that. So don't worry, we're only going to be an hour fifteen now. Um, <laughs> oh, we're already at fifty. We're already over fifty. So just so you all know who the real Houston tyrant is. <laughs> I'm just living in a straight-up oppressive and, regime here. And yet she hit the mute button before I had a chance. <laughs> that tells you where the pimp hand is, boys and girls. Um, Brighton. That's, Brighton. Self color. Brighton has color. Brighton has been looking good so far this season, but we didn't mention 14th is Brighton. Last year, Brighton was doing great, and then in January, they couldn't get a win to save their life. In a heartbeat... They could be in the rest of this group. Now, yes and no. <coughs> they are five points above Villa, so yes, they can get sucked into it. But we spoke about goal differential before. Minus four. Yeah, They're miles in front of everybody else in terms of goal differential. They're playing decent football. They're, they're organized. And they've added goals to their game, which is something Chris Hutton didn't have. They relied on 37-year-old Glenn Murray last year, and now he can't get a sniff. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect it to happen, but it's there, and it oh, no, should yeah, be in the no, back of our minds. Yeah, they're only five points off the relegation places. And, so they definitely and, could, but I don't get the same—I I have more confidence in them. I don't get the same shudder down my back, right? I, I, to be honest, I don't care about them, nor anyone else in the relegation zone for that matter. But if Other I was actively fan, wanting to see Southampton go down, well, that's true. But if I was in the supporters' shoes of those clubs, I wouldn't get the same shuddering feeling from Brighton that I do from the others. Right. Watford, they're starting to shake those shutters, but they were abysmal. They were sleepwalking to relegation, and Nigel Pearson's turned that around a bit. Let's see if he can continue it. Dean Smith, without Tyrone Mings, is sleepwalking to relegation at the moment. And something has to change at Aston Villa. Norwich, sleepwalking to relegation. Daniel Farka and his fucking topics in, in every press conference he does. He's got to fucking do something to turn that around or he's got to go. They need some life. But Graham Potter, calm, cool, collected, organized, has a plan. You can see that plan. You can see what they're doing. He has a style. And more often than not, they're, uh, they're grabbing points from games. And Arsenal, only two uh, Mustafi fuck-ups away from walking into the relegation zone. Yeah, you're right about that. But you you jumped the gun again, my friend, because it was very important that we acknowledge Alareza Jahanbaksh. For his ba- first goal? For his first goal that he almost fucking cried on the field for. Brilliant. Yeah, pretty nice. I love it. And you're going to get relegated. <laughs> 
It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. And us getting relegated means you know very little because that hasn't <laughs> happened in 90 fucking years. Uh, Kitty's on a roll, winning both this weekend. Um, Rob missed both of his bets. Pat got greedy, added the kicker, which ended up being the loser. Uh, you split on both of your bets. and uh, But finished like $25 yep. up. Yeah, you did that the last time you split on your bets and finished 15 <laughs> up. Baby Yay, steps. Sammy. Baby steps. <laughs> Yay. How, how do we dig ourselves out of an $1,800, $1,800 hole? $25 at a time. time, baby. <laughs> um, and I'm on a three-game loser. Uh, like I said earlier, not smart of me to uh, to pick the Leicester game, but I wanted to put my money where my mouth was. I kept saying I thought that was going to be the game, so I put my money where my mouth was, and I was very fucking wrong. Well, on three-game losing streak, it sounds like you might put that shotgun in your sound bite. Uh where your mouth is too. Twenty percent of the time, it still works. A hundred percent of the time, asshole, which is more than yours. So, um, Graham, finally, you're taking a little bit of a chunk out of the national debt, and now sit at a negative fourteen eighty seven. What do you have this week for us, Sammy? I got a doozy. Of course you do. A triple parlay, nope. loopy loop. Nope, nope. It's one very simple bet. Little Sam's crack smoker of the week. <laughs> puff puff. Pass. Oh, that's weed. <laughs> Red Bull. That would be my smoker of No, the yeah, week. crackheads that's, don't pass. The- that's no, that, that's they don't. that's it. Your little soundbite's gonna be uh, uh, David Chappelle. Red Balls gives you wings. <laughs> here, here. Say Iron puff, puff again. Puff, puff. Hoard. <laughs> Get it? I they do. hoard the crack pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, enough drugs for one day. Uh, I have Burnley versus Mel's beloved. Aston Villa. Uh oh. Burnley at home. What we said about their record against the big six clubs, conversely, against everyone else, is they the exact win. opposite. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah they Without win. Without Tyrone Mings, uh, We're I think get bossed. I think Villa is going to get bossed by the mm-hmm. two most physical frontmen in the league in Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood. Drew them two two the last the, time they played. What's the them. over under on Jack falling on his ass? <laughs> there was no prop bet for that. The under would Couldn't be one, <laughs> because if it happens zero, that would be the miracle. Yeah. Um. So, <coughs> excuse me. What I have is Burnley versus Villa. Exact score. Ooh. Oh, throw it at me. What you got? Burnley to win two nil. Yeah. Plus seven fifty. Plus seven fifty. That's a good I, bet. I toyed with two one because y'all have scored goals. Yeah. But Burnley at home against opposition that's not the big six. Burnley typically, typically doesn't give up goals. Typically keeps a clean sheet. They and Nick Pope was in fine form last time out. That's yeah. the Wednesday game? Despite the loss. <coughs> that's Wednesday's game? Yeah, yes. that's, one, that's the I'm Wednesday early game. I'm so pissed off because I know we're going to get Burnley. And it's at 7.30 in the morning, so I'm still going to be drunk. Yep, probably. Happy I also toyed, New Year. I toyed with 1-0. No. And I, no. I, just, I feel like they're going to oh, get yeah. a second. Oh yeah, I just had so two nil plus seven fifty. I'm gonna half my debt. Okay, in one fell swoop, or you're gonna go slowly back towards uh, <laughs> Mount eighteen hundred. All right, so Josh actually reached out and sent us an email for a bet. You and mean, I do you star player Josh? Absolutely. Afternoon. We're on our winter break, so afternoon, boys and Mel. Since Big <laughs> Sam is probably still Hi, drunk. Josh. 
All right, can I do the email? Thanks. Because you're stomping all over his really good writing, and I actually want to give the man credit. Um, I mean, you've said hello. You can't, you can't give him much else credit because you know he's a Liverpool supporter. Um, since Big Sam is probably still drunk from the cruise, I figured I would try a little uh, an assist to Little Sam in keeping his kneecaps. Brave money would be to bet Everton to beat Man City at 950. But that's a dumb bet, and I prefer Big Sam having less than half the points of Liverpool. Also, Pep won't let Carlo or Dunk anywhere near the ball boys. Instead, I prefer to bet <laughs> against free-falling West Ham. As the Green Street hooligans taught us, they have a great firm but, a medi- but mediocre football. So I am taking Bournemouth to get the win at plus 285. See you guys next week. Hashtag Hope for Tegan's College Fun. Josh Patterson, Drunkard United Football <laughs> so Club. So is he donating his winnings to me like Pat tried to do? Um, we will have to get a confirmation on that, but it sounds very much like he is. Yeah. You're a charity case. <laughs> That's all right. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick It a Week. Okay, well, I got a little greedy last week, and it bit me in the ass. Yeah, you did. what you get for trying to be like me. Yep, if he just bet the two wins, he'd have gotten it. He picked the wins, just needed that extra goal. I would have told him not to take the over on a two and a half between Burnley and United. I would I have said you, take the under. Nick, under. Pope, Nick Pope played his ass off in yeah, that game. You just know you take the under in that one. Um, so since there's three NBC games on New Year's Day starting at 7.30 a.m., and... Two out of those three games have Arsenal and Everton playing. Let's make a fun three-game parlay and start this New Year's off right. <laughs> Maybe did Pat get that crack pipe? <laughs> or wrong. So I'll take Chelsea <laughs> at minus one ten, Manchester City at minus three eighty-five, and Manchester United at minus one forty. I'll it'll pay out three hundred and twelve dollars. So it's unfortunate that your teams have to lose for me to win. But hey. Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and uh, time for me to correct my slide. Big Sam's Talk of the Week. The shotgun. Uh huh. Get it. Don't do it. 20% of the time, it no. works 90% of the time. <laughs> the back end like, odds went down too. Yeah. So we got to play the odds correctly. He kept saying that over and over again on the cruise ship to my sister, and she thought that was the funniest shit ever. Oh, yeah. I was just saying 20% of the time, it works 100%, 100% of the time. time. Yeah, yeah, she loved it. Um, we also learned, we also learned your art is bad. <laughs> your art's bad. And she was talking to a Scott man. Yeah. A Scott yeah. man. Not my, a Scotsman. Um, a Scott man. My, He's uh, a Scott man. My Navy sister, the one that's a lieutenant, uh, flies helicopters, got drunk at an art auction and proceeded to heckle the art auction. Your art's bad. Your art's bad. Why does your art suck? The auctioneer. You guys have this a good is time? Literally, li- no. Little old redfish. Art's bad. God, it's worth that. You know what? I've never felt more safe as an American. (laughs) (laughs) So knowing um, she's sharing the skies with my cousin. (laughs) (laughs) That's Lieutenant Redfish to you. Um, So, Sam, I'm going to do the unthinkable, and I'm finally betting a parlay for the first time. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What is it with you and Pat? Well, we I mean, we see you constantly failing and we got to figure maybe <laughs> we can do it better. Let's see who can lose the least. That's the goal. Oh, you know what? No, this it's like golf. Negative score is good. Um, so I'm taking uh <laughs> Palace to win uh, get at Norwich and Zaha to score 
at any time for plus 525. Um, Norwich is in a free fall. Zaha's been finding the net recently. Hit, and I'm almost out of the hole. So um, the difference here is, Sammy, I'm going to show you how to actually bet a parlay, unlike the way you do. Okay. All right. Okay. How much money am I down? <coughs> um, you're down 1487. That's how I'm going to say it from now on. I'm 1487 under par, Mel. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> now, it is time to give this segment the time and effort it deserves. <laughs> I give you Kitty the Chicken. <laughs> hey, Mel. Yes. Let it soak in a little. What? The song or the dance? The sexy dance you're doing right now. Oh, good lord, help us all! Um, all right. Before if I, I could reach that bucket of fried chicken, I'd be slapping okay. its ass oh, yeah. right now. I see that bucket of fried chicken up there behind me. Um, <laughs> but I need to squash the rumor of Gertrude's demise. She is doing well, and she is in great spirits. I did count three chickens in the coop when I got home. Yep. Now I want <laughs> VAR interjected and resurrected Gertrude. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I went up and I visited Kitty. And, and, a, and awarded Liverpool a penalty. Always. And she was quite put off by the, quote, riffraff that bothered her last week. Now, after explaining that why, yes, Graham and Russ are assholes, but they are our assholes, she relented and was ready to pick a game, so I gave her Wolves at Norwich. Now, Kitty told me she had an upcoming afternoon tea with Wilmington... Wil- Try that again. Wimbledon. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Yeah, that's the one. Winner, Andy Murray and Led Zeppelin frontman Robert Plant, both Wolves Porters. And so Kitty feels they will win on Derby Day. I clearly am still drunk from the cruise. <laughs> on Derby Day? On that day, maybe. Oh, on New Year's Day. New Year's Day. What the fuck? It's a chicken. <coughs> As <laughs> always. And, and uh, by the way, um, just because Dom told me, and I've corrected it because he told me, and Rob said it wrong and she said it wrong, it's Norwich, not Norwich. Yeah. It's not a Nor sandwich. It's a Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. Nah. As always, remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Fuck your Anne Arundel County chicken for talking shit about me being riffraff. PG, bitch. So this is the second week of our two-week winter break yep. uh, because of the way the holidays fell. So we will have a DU update for you lovely people next... Nope, two weeks from now. Because we'll play next Tuesday Yeah. after the recording's done. So the following week, we'll actually let you know how we did. Yep. That's um, it. By the way, uh, the game you weren't there for, um, we oh, had... Yeah. We had every opportunity to uh, to help out our own future. Um, it was against the team we beat the season prior. Um, we are now on this fun little bit of spotting everybody a five goal lead. We lost eight to three. How I much did we lose by? The same amount the week prior. That five, the exact same number we spotted them to start the fucking oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, we need to win, and we need teams around us to lose to get into the playoffs for goal differential. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps it up. Sammy, any parting words? Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, we are going to do an FA Cup show 
uh, preview real Absolutely. quick. Absolutely. Um, not a full preview. There'd be way too many goddamn games. Yeah, Sorry we're going to talk about like eight or so games. Yeah, but uh, we will uh, <laughs> do that. It'll be released Thursday? Yeah, we'll Thursday. do it tonight, release it Thursday, yep. and that'll be free. Whenever I feel like it. <laughs> that'll that'll be a freebie show. Yep. Um, also, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you will get injury time earlier than usual because the fucking games happen on Wednesday. Get it tomorrow. Yep. Get it tomorrow. So it's already a lot of listening fun on your New Year's Eve. And uh, thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, Next up is, of course, injury time, as Mr. Graham mentioned. If you want to hear us get every game completely wrong as we get drunker and dumber and say more ridiculous shit and talk about pastries in Prague, you can do that by checking out our Patreon. (laughs) And uh, that's not even the most, uh, the the highest dollar level either. That's just our mid tier level. Yep. So for as little as five bucks a month, you basically get an extra hour of show every week, and it helps us pay the bills. So, um, till next week, everybody. Hey, happy New Year, guys. I am an independent, free motherfucking thinker. And that's I came what... back from vacation <laughs> sassy. No shit, she came back sassy.